there were definitely plenty of times where I was not my best self. Mm-hmm. And I think when things started to really click and I had good operators and a great team that I could rely on, I really got back to what I always had intended when it came to starting my own company, which was, you know, my weekends are my family's. Even though I'll be available for emergencies after six, you know, generally, like, I'm cutting off at six and focusing on my family. Aloha. Welcome to Hawaii's Best Podcast. Learn the stories behind Hawaii's best experiences, influencers, and businesses. Discover everything that makes Hawaii the Aloha State. And now your host, Brian Murphy. Aloha and welcome to episode 23 of Hawaii's Best. I'm your host, Brian Murphy. Just want to say thanks so much for tuning in today. Hope you're having a great day. And wherever you're listening to this episode, just want to say thank you so much. Your time is very valuable and I don't take that for granted. And I just want to say big mahalo for tuning in. Today, we're going to be talking with Ryan Emmons. He's the CEO of Waikia. And I hope you find value in this conversation with Ryan. We could hear more about YK and what they're doing on the big island of Hawaii. But before we dive in, I just want to say thanks again for joining me. It'd mean the world if you would hit subscribe, leave a rating and review. That helps other people who love Hawaii be able to find this conversation, this podcast. So... Like I mentioned, Ryan Emmons is the CEO of Waikia. You can find Waikia by simply going to waikiasprings.com. That's W-A-I-A-K-E-A springs.com. And uh, follow them on Instagram at Waikia. They have an epic Instagram account, so it's definitely worth following, seeing everything that they're up to. And you get to take in Hawaii on a, in a beautiful Instagram feed. So I want to encourage you to check it out. Give them a follow. But enough of my talking. We are going to go ahead and jump over and talk story with Ryan Emmons from YK. Hey, Ryan, thanks so much for hopping on Hawaii's Best. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Thanks for uh, having me. Awesome. Well, tell me a little bit about yourself and what you're up to. Yeah. So um, my name is Ryan Emmons. I'm the uh, CEO of Waikia Hawaiian Volcanic Water. Nowadays, we're really just trying to build this company trying to change a lot of industry norms in terms of sourcing, sustainable packaging, and uh, carbon neutral logistics. And yeah, I got a baby on the way. So that's what I, I'm dealing with right now. I basically got two babies. <laughs> awesome, man. So this is your, your second? Uh, no, I'm just saying my company is basically, oh. <laughs> basically the So I got the real one coming. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> my wife's due in April. Oh, great, man. Congratulations. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Well, Tell us a little bit about YK and where this vision started back in 2012, yeah? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, obviously there are a lot of bottled water companies out there. I don't think the world needs another bottled water company. You know, there's that's really not what our goal was. Our goal was really to change the environmental industry norms. And not just of bottled water, but really of like the greater beverage and consumer packaged goods industries. And that includes like food products, anything that's basically packaged. And for us, that meant, first and foremost, packaging is a huge issue. So, you know, we were the first to use 100% upcycled packaging. We're about to launch um, some really cool innovation involving, uh, basically, we have the first end-of-life simple carbon wax bottle that will uh, basically degrade if it ends up in the ocean, but it's still recyclable. So we're super excited about that. And then we're also working on some algae packaging. Everyone thinks that glass and aluminum is sustainable. The reality is uh, it's not, especially for what it takes in terms of energy to get it out to Hawaii. So <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're yeah. actually working on the first 100% recycled 
So basically our aluminum bottles will be made, they'll be super, super durable. So you can use them at least four times, which then is basically, that's what you need in order to reduce the carbon footprint. And then our glass will be the first uh, glass that's 100% from Cullet. And Cullet is basically the glass bottles that you recycle, then they're all basically ground up. And some of that is used for to make new glass, but usually it's a very low percentage. So we're working on the first 100% Cullet, basically 100% post-recycled glass bottle. And then, yeah, well, next year we'll have about 30% of all our logistics will be on electric fleets uh, in Hawaii. So we're super excited. Yeah, going to continue to push forward with a lot of the environmental in- innovation and in the hope that a lot of these other brands um, and food and beverage realize that this is what consumers want. Right. It, I mean, in just seven short years, that's a lot. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> obviously, the, yeah, yeah. Obviously, there was a vision prior to, to launching YKEA, and what kind of led you to some of that? I mean, to be honest, we did years of feasibility. You know, uh, another huge thing is, you know, there's there's so much growth in the premium water industry, mm-hmm. and in water in general, and in beverage in general. But we did years to see where the consumer backlash was, and you know, ultimately how we were going to feel good as a company moving forward. And so, you know, we just launched like our Kokua initiative earlier this year where we actually pay all of our employees their hourly wages to volunteer eight hours a, a month. Uh, so that's 25 people in Hawaii. So we're pretty stoked on that. But I think it was always, you know, how do we do things in this industry differently so that like our employees can be engaged and we can be stoked about what we do. Uh, and at the same time, you know, Really, at the beginning, we didn't necessarily know how all that was going to come together, but we had an idea. We spent, you know, three years developing the brand and really looking at a lot of trends and uh, looking at a lot of different packaging innovation. And we just realized that no one was really doing anything to address a lot of the kind of societal changes that were happening when it comes to consumer packaged products. So that was kind of our opportunity, and that's that's why we kind of wanted to to tackle a very, you know, definitely uh, an industry with controversy, mm-hmm. um, but one that, you know, ultimately we thought was just ripe for change. Something you mentioned earlier, upcycle recycling. Yeah. Now, I'm just curious what that is a little bit. Yeah, for sure. So um, so basically a lot of bottled water, um, most, actually not even bottled water. Let's talk about all, basically all packaging. Okay. To a large extent, most of our packaging comes from virgin materials, so materials that have been created and it's their first use, versus if we are able to use 100% post-recycled materials, so basically materials that people have collected uh, and they've been, they have to be cleaned for a food-grade product. Uh, so there's not a lot of cleaning facilities that can do that kind of stuff with, uh, with like post-recycled materials, but what that means is, you know, you typically, depending on the industry, you can have, you know, anywhere between a 70 to a 95% smaller carbon footprint, smaller water footprint, smaller energy footprint, if you are reusing materials. And so as much as people are trying to come up with compostable and biodegradable bottles, you know, the reality is that's a, that's a much bigger harm because of what those are derived from, whether it's like corn, sugarcane, et cetera, that are, you know, monocrops that are taken a lot of deforestation in order to produce them gotcha. uh, versus just using the existing materials that are already there uh, and giving them another another life. And so that's what we do with our bottles. And eventually there'll be, actually we're setting up collection centers all over the Pacific, Philippines, Indonesia, um, Hawaii, obviously, 
and we will be actually collecting ocean-bound plastic from uh, waterways, beaches, etc. And that's actually how we uh, and we put that together, clean it. We have a really unique cleaning facility, and that's what is ultimately going into our bottle. So we're preventing basically materials from going into the ocean. So we're pretty stoked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is awesome to be stoked about. <laughs> you know, I was looking on your guys' website and um, I'm just going to read just kind of what you guys list as your goal. It says, our goal was to create a transformation within the bottled water, beverage and greater CPG industry, moving away from singular profit and towards a triple bottom line model that emphasizes people and planet. I was just wondering, maybe you could speak into what is meant by moving away from singular profit and towards triple bottom line model. Yeah, for sure. So we're in the process of being a certified B Corp, so benefit corporation, where it's not just about shareholders, it's about like stakeholders, which involves your employees, your customers, uh, your suppliers, you know, and shareholders, but it's everyone and including Mother Nature, mm-hmm. you know, I know. For us, you know, I was heavily involved in clean water projects before this and NGOs and, you know, my mom's uh, somewhat of an environmentalist. And, you know, it was super important that whatever company I launched, I had similar goals. And, mm. you know, there's just, especially the industry that I'm in, it's really dominated by a lot of these players where it's all about the bottom line. And a lot of the investments that we make in our local communities on the Big Island and Hilo or uh, in our clean water projects, uh, both in Hilo and, and throughout Hawaii and also abroad, specifically in Malawi, Africa, people would look at what we're spending on these projects versus, you know, the zero profit that we've had because we've been growing so fast and they tell us that we were crazy, but we tell them that it was the right thing to do and that we, it was a really important stepping stone for us and that we wanted to continue to have that in our, in our core fabric. And that ultimately is why we've had such good retention with all our employees too. Uh, so it ultimately, it pays its, its dividends and, you know, that will end up in the bottom line, obviously, which will mm-hmm. help us, you know, be more self-sustaining as we as we go. It also just makes you feel good about going to work every day. Sure. Instead of just thinking that, you know, why am I here? Am I just a cog in a machine that's just making these other people money? Versus like, wow, like we're building something amazing together and I like am actually helping my community. I love that, man. And at least what I'm hearing is it was kind of an uphill battle. Maybe some of it, some of it still is to run the business how you envision. And what kind of kept you focused and driven? What then, and what kept you focused and driven now? We identified really quickly a couple different things that really have allowed us to stay focused as an organization. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple different things that I'll bring up that we identified, and they're all over our offices in Hawaii. They're all over our. our plant they're all over our offices on on the mainland you know that's our our brand promises and so you know and our brand promises are we promise that every product you buy from us will be natural and healthy Mm -hmm. uh we promise that every product you buy from us will be sustainably sourced and packaged and shipped and then lastly that every product you buy from us for every product that you buy from us we will basically contribute to local and global nonprofits. Uh, and initiatives in clean water, conservation, and education. And those are basically our three milestones where if they don't fit in that kind of grid, we aren't going to be focusing on those products. That was coupled with, you know, you kind of mentioned our purpose in, in different world, in different words, but, you know, it's really to create a transformation within the bottled water, beverage, and greater CPG industry. And again, moving away from that singular bottom line to a triple bottom line. 
And then we also laid out our, our big, hairy, audacious goals really early, again, seven years ago. And that <laughs> yeah. for us was to be known globally as really the EnviroTech leader in beverage and CPG. So we wanted to create an entirely fossil fuel-free product and supply chain, ultimately by 2024. And that was we would do that for through a variety of different ways. You know, 100% electric fleets, 100% renewable energy plant, 100% fossil fuel-free packaging with end-of-life option. And we're like well on our way with a lot of these things. But, you know, I think I was really lucky. You know, we fine-tuned some of those, obviously. Right. But generally, we had the big, hairy, audacious goal from the get-go. We had the brand promises from the get-go. And, you know, I think that really allowed us to focus while a lot of other brands were focused on like, hey, let's focus on this flavor or let's do sparkling or all this other stuff. Like we were spending a lot of time and money on FDA trials for new packaging innovation that would be shelf stable and would be good for consumers. And, you know, those things haven't are finally going to launch over the next two years. But because everything else that we did centered around those things, I I honestly think it just allowed us to not get distracted by a lot of the easy money makers that maybe were on the side and really just focus in on, hey, let's just do what we do. Obviously on a in a sales perspective, uh, our sales strategy has changed. We didn't know what we were doing at first. <laughs> <laughs> we just were trying to get sales and you know get the product out there, and you know we grew in natural and and we grew at Whole Foods, and that was a big focus for us. And then we realized yeah. it was a really small channel, and it was a really difficult channel where a lot of these bigger brands were just spending a lot of money because it was just more of like aesthetics for them versus like you know for us we were trying to survive. And so we just couldn't compete with all the resources that they were throwing at those channels. So we obviously had to pivot and find other channels. For us, we found you know our own e-commerce. Other brands did Amazon. We wanted to really take the customer experience into our own hands and really grow that out. And I'm really glad we did because it's our most profitable channel. But yeah, man, I mean, tons tons of iterations on the way. But you know, very lucky that no no huge pivots because we really always had uh, right. we always had the goal in mind. And on your way, as you guys are growing throughout the years too, you're, you mentioned you're giving back to the nonprofits and maybe speak into that a little bit. What what are some of those nonprofits collectively as a company that you guys are really excited about? Yeah, for sure. So um, so we've done a lot of work with Geeky uh, Steps, which is like mm-hmm. pre-K education. You know, mainly, obviously, most of our work is on the Big Island, but a little bit elsewhere. And uh, also the Kamaha Education Initiative, which does some PK, but they also do a lot of like cultural programs for Native Hawaiians. We do, like I mentioned earlier, we do a lot of volunteering. All of our 25 employees are literally taken, you know, basically we send them for a day and we pay them the regular hourly rate to go and volunteer. And we basically, you know, that's a, it's a wide range of different activities. So okay. like we volunteered at like... At BISAC over on the Big Island, which is the the nonprofit basically dealing with uh, alcohol and drug abuse, mm. and then you know that we just did a an invasive species project the month before that, where we basically you know we were up around Volcano National Park and mm. up Mauna Loa and Mauna Kea, just in these really key areas, kind of removing all these different species, and then we also just did a we're doing basically a program where we're trying to clean Hilo Bay and we're, you know, helping some local farmers that are trying to basically develop uh, clams and mussels and kind of start farming practices that are ultimately going to start filtering the water. Um, So we had all of our team out there last month. 
So again, it basically, it totally changes every month. The whole idea is that like we want our community to come to us and to basically, you know, find some projects that we can dedicate a lot of resources and, and time and, and potentially money towards. Right. You mentioned your mom is a big influence on you, but I'm also curious too, maybe on some like influencers in your life, leadership, and as you're leading this company, who are some of those guys and what are some of those influences that you look up to? Yeah, for sure. I would say if you have good parents and I've been blessed to have good parents, then you, you definitely always have to put your parents up there. Right. Um, I've been lucky that I've had some people take some pretty big chances on me over the years other than my parents that have been you know, amazing partners, uh, whether it's, you know, some of our suppliers, that's a lot of my, my employees that have, you know, most of my employees are, are older than me. So <laughs> I look up to a lot of them in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Um, but I think for me, the way that my family has, not just my mom, my dad, but, um, like my, my cousin Alex, who was one of my co-founders. So all my cousins on my mom's side are basically half native Hawaiian. Uh, I'm like the only, I'm like the only Howley in my family. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, the way that they've just always been so supportive and helpful. And, you know, my cousin also was launching his business after he helped me launch Waiakea. And, oh, cool. you know, he's basically been like right there with me, you know, exchanging horror stories and helping me <laughs> the way. And, but seven years in, dude, you know, there's just right. so many people that have helped me at different points. I was really lucky. I had a lot of mentors from different companies that have kind of been on a similar growth path as me. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of like Runa T, Runa, which it's uh, now it's oh, like distributed by Dr. Pepper Snapple, but the founder okay. of Runa, okay. uh, Dan, he, he co-founded it with this guy, Tyler. And uh, he was one of my first mentors. And like he was incredible because he just allowed me to avoid so many of the pitfalls. And he also launched his company when he was, you know, 22. I would not, you know, I'm very lucky. My family and I, we still, uh, you know, have the majority of the company. And if I didn't have him, you know, I think it would be a very different situation. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, so many different people. That's just how it is. That's great, man. How do you, and and I use the word balance because I don't know if there's necessarily everything can be all in balance at once, but it's, I think it really comes down to values and priorities, but how do you stay true to your values, your priorities, whatever those might be in keeping family? Because it sounds like family is super important to you. So how do you keep family first and how do you personally unwind and from the busyness of running this company? For sure. So I think the first, like, honestly, four years, which was pretty hectic. I mean, there were definitely plenty of times where I was not my best self. Mm -hmm. And I think when things started to really click and I had good operators and a great team that I could rely on, I really got back to what I always had intended when it came to starting my own company, which was, you know, my weekends or my families. Even though I'll be available for emergencies after six, you know, generally, like I'm cutting off at six and focusing on my family. But I would say I was never that guy that was, you know, uh, may, except for with the exception of the first two years, okay, mm-hmm. where <laughs> you definitely are you're, you're just like, running hard, right? Yeah, yeah dude, you're running so hard, but you also know that it's not sustainable. You know, right. like, if, yeah. look, if we if we don't have better processes in place, better people, there's no way I can keep this up. I'm literally going to kill myself. Right. Um, but like in the back of my head, you know, what's nice is like I was still making the time to like talk to family. I was still being vulnerable to family, and I don't think if I had the open relationship where I was like telling them about all my struggles and all my strife, 
I really think I would have just been a mess and I don't think the company would have survived. Having that close relationship and feeling like, hey, I'm not going to, you know, my pride aside, I'm just going to be real because it's my family and I'm going to tell them what I'm feeling and I'm going to tell them my struggles. They helped me figure out solutions and they just, you know, they were there for me to tell me that like, hey, if things weren't going to work out, they still love me. And, you know, ultimately, like things would be okay. I might be <laughs> bankrupt um, <laughs> and I have to live on a couch for a while. But right. yeah, I mean, without my family, man, you would just be internalizing everything. And I think right. that's such a nightmare. But a lot of people, again, they just, I think I'm lucky that I had the type of relationship with my, my cousins and my, and my parents and my, my aunties and my uncles and where like it was like that. I know a lot of people don't have that. And, you know, I just encourage those people to, you know, just work on themselves and get to that point where they feel like they can share their flaws and the things that they're working on. That's huge, man. Because having this goal, having this vision, I mean, there's one or two options, right? It's either like you go for it or you live with regret. And like, I didn't even try. So keeping your family along in the journey and keeping them close by and that love and support that you have and had in those early years, it's really cool to see the fruit of that today. Dude, totally. And they're also so stoked to like, because <laughs> they know, because then they know all the right. that you went through. And they were <laughs> there. Sure. And like, you know, they were when you were venting to them. And like, right. I had a couple of moments early on where like, yeah, man, I was straight up overwhelmed. And, yeah. you know, maybe even a tear or two. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> and, you know, I, just my cousin, and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I got 14 credit cards. And <laughs> like, dude, like, what are we going to yeah. do? And, and we talk about it to this day. And, you know, I just, so it's stories for the rest of my life, but it's also like we went through that and I honestly feel like we went through it together. So very, very lucky, very blessed. Yeah, you're stronger for it and it's who you are because of that. That's awesome, man. For sure. Ryan, if someone's coming to Hawaii, maybe for the first time or coming back on vacation, what advice would you give someone coming for a visit? Uh, Maybe some etiquette, maybe some things to do, things not to do. Don't be taking a lava rock, that's for sure. Right. You will be cursed for the rest of your life. So obviously want to encourage you to, you know, be here and experience what Hawaii has to offer. But please, please don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you do. But yeah, I mean, to be honest, dude, I honestly, I just think you need to make friends with locals. Um, That's your first thing. You know, strike a conversation with someone, meet some people when you're, when you're out and, like they'll tell you some things and they'll tell you places to go that you'll just never have that experience. There's so many different sites where you can look at like things to do in Hawaii on each island and just that they're never going to compare to actually being able to experience those things that someone that's local is, you know. So true. Yeah. Been through. So, but it depends on what island you're at. So, you know, right. on the big island, unfortunately, there's a lot of people were wanting to see the lava and we don't. <laughs> <But laughs> National Park is still pretty crazy because you, yeah. you, know, you can still see, you can still chill and see the lava, but there's not going to be any lava bomb blowing up in your face anymore, but it's probably for the best. <laughs> but, um, but you know, what's amazing about the Big Island is you have so many different climates. Right, and just yeah. like literally driving through, dri- driving like Saddle Road all the way over, I definitely recommend like road tripping up, up the, uh, the Hamako Coast and Check out all the waterfalls if you have a chance. Check out some of the some of the lava caves. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of other stuff that I don't really want to yeah. name drop because it's kind of like 
for sure. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I feel you. You know, but it's uh, and then there's you know what's awesome too is that there there's not as many spots as you know the other islands, but we definitely do have like our fair share of like small surf spots that aren't going to necessarily be as crowded in terms of lineups that a lot of other places are. So. I think that's what's awesome about the Big Island. Yeah, in general, maybe expanding on that a little bit. In general, what do you love most about Hawaii? You know, I would say the culture and the history there. I think there's like there's this aura of you know they, we call it like mana, this like ethereal power and just kind of magic that a lot of people feel when they come here. My wife's family. I mean, they're from New Hampshire, and the first time they came, with you know, I was bring in my wife's name is grace as mm-hmm. she was in hawaii with me all the time and finally got them to come out pretty quickly <laughs> it didn't take a lot of convincing <laughs> and they were like they didn't they were like what we feel like weird we feel different like what is yeah. this we feel like you know and i think it's a, a culmination of all the elements and the wind mm-hmm. and the rain and the you know the temperature and the water and everything and i think it's just being open to just experiencing and loving nature and taking a step back and just breathing. I think that's what Hawaii has to offer is just like, there's just a bountiful amount of energy and love if you find the right people and if you're able to go and experience the right things. I know that was kind of long-winded, but... No, there's so much truth there. And each time I know I step off the plane and that, that first breath in, it's like... Oh man, you can't put in the words. Dude, that sweet air, man. Unless yeah. you get like a yeah. turbine in the in the face. Of For your, sure. Of your jet, but, <laughs> <laughs> right. Which definitely has happened, and you're like, oh yeah. man. But then you get air, and you're like. Yeah. <laughs> um, what does the future look like for you? What are you looking forward to next? For me, I'm obviously really looking forward to my baby. I don't know what yeah, what, what sure. sex what sex it is yet. So we're actually trying to do it old school. Oh no way! We did that with a couple of our, our yeah. Guys. I'm excited, yeah, man. Dude, Nowadays, you got awesome. a lot of these gender reveals, and you know, no offense, yeah. there, you know, I, to each his own. But I kind of want to do it old school, more surprising. It's but a yeah, cool I'm, moment, man. Dude, it's, I'm it really so, I'm is. Super it's so worth it. And I know yeah. that as a yeah. guy, as a dad, I'm not going to be able to do really for the first like six months. <laughs> <laughs> Other than just make sure that my wife is like, you know, rational and yeah. like happy. So, you know, that'll be my focus. But I mean, to be honest, I, we have just so many different initiatives at the company that are kind of all coming to fruition here in the next 180 days um, that have been literally the like four years of work in the making. Wow. And so all of these things are finally coming together. And then I got to start finding some other initiatives to work on because it's my life, man. So I've been working on these specific ones. So, you know, there's, I think I, I'm, I'm just really excited to see my team continue to thrive. I'm excited to finally, like, we have a lot of different internal processes that are finally going to be coming into place that, you know, we've done a lot of, we've invested a lot of, money and kind of technology and we did it early on and i'm excited to see those kind of pay dividends in terms of allowing us to be a little more nimble than a lot of other companies and uh and yeah man and just seeing my team continue to thrive and yeah just like i'm excited to just be there for them and have them feel supported and you know grow this thing with them i love that man i get to hear your your heart for your team your your love for your team and that leadership in you i mean that that goes a long way in leading a healthy organization so way to way to keep i know there's there's times when it sucks and it's tough and you don't know up from down but way to keep focus man thanks dude. i appreciate it bro yeah 
So where can people find more about uh, Waiakea? Yeah. So um, check us out, waiakeasprings.com. You can also check us out on Instagram. It's just Waiakea, W-A-I-A-K-E-A. Some people forget that second A. Uh, <laughs> you can find us in Whole Foods. You got a store locator online. Order, you know, conveniently right to your door if you want. If you want to check out some of the projects that we're doing locally, check out our blog. Uh, we update it, you know, every few weeks with a, a new upcoming project, stuff like that. So if you got ideas of different things we should volunteer for or, you know, potentially invest in and help people out, find us, hit us up. And yeah, please find us and, you know, we'll go from there. I'll link all that stuff in the show notes also on the blog as well. So you guys can look for that. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for your time today, man. And I just appreciate you and I appreciate what you guys are doing. For sure. Hey, thanks so much, man. I really appreciate it. Mahalo. I really enjoyed my conversation with Ryan, you know, and just to kind of be upfront with you, we record these interviews a couple of months prior to releasing. And I was just recently going back to this conversation and editing and it was cool to dive back into the conversation and hear more about Ryan's journey and his journey specifically with YIKEA. But we talked a lot about more than just the company and the product that they offer. We talked a lot about leadership, which is a huge heartbeat of mine. But we also talked family and we talked entrepreneurship. And it was cool to be able to connect and talk about big, audacious goals that he has and, and that I have and how I'm sure that you have especially being early January at the time of this recording. And we're looking at 2020 and we're excited and we're stoked about the potential of this year and the potential of accomplishing those goals. But more than that, we talked a little bit about balance and balance is kind of this tricky thing. And I don't think we ever really have full true balance, but it's, it's about setting those priorities and it's about setting what really and truly matters to you, those values in your life. Those are individual Value. So what you value is, and maybe something different than I value, but what's important is knowing what our values and our priorities are, and then going after our big goals. And that's where we find purpose. That's where we find fulfillment. So more so than the company that we're talking about, which is an amazing company, and they're doing amazing things. At the core of it, it's really about living a life of purpose. And that really comes across in Ryan and how he and his family are so tightly knit and they do life together. And I, that is a great model of not only just doing business and accomplishing big goals, but that's a great model of doing life is including your family in all aspects of your life and having someone, maybe it's not your family, but having someone, having a group of people that you can go to intimately who know all your stuff, right? Someone that you can be vulnerable and honest with that does something for the soul that uh, you can't put into words. Well, I just want to say thank you again to Ryan for coming on the podcast and for his time. And I hope that this conversation, you found value in it. And if you did, please leave a rating. Let me know. We'd love to hear from you. So until next time, be well. Aloha. Thanks for listening to Hawaii's Best Podcast. To stay up to date on future episodes, be sure to hit the subscribe button and find us at livehawaiisbest.com. Thank you.